the cultural podcast episode 135 listeners child thanks for tuning in we are through to the semi-final of euro 2020 we will be facing spain in a couple of days time and it has to be said we look absolutely unstoppable we have a lot to break down a great game overall but a couple of things to to pick some nits at and a very unfortunate injury for the very injury prone leonardo spinazzola we'll talk about everything that happened in the game what to look forward to in the spain match whether or not we can go through to Wembley to potentially beat England on their home turf in the final. We'll talk a little bit about England. We'll talk about Europe collectively coming to know the tiragir of the magnificent little man Lorenzo Insigne. And I've got a couple of gripes I need to bring up with you guys. We've got a ton to talk about. Uh, we'll be discussing a little bit about uh, which uh, breasts are fake among some calciatori wags. We'll talk a little bit about who should start against Spain as we plot our revenge from 2012 and uh much more much more listeners it's gonna be a great vibe again this week stay tuned you know that you're getting a little nervous now i know i i understand it's getting to feel a little bit more serious now but don't worry all right a lot of positives to focus on we're gonna do that today and we are gonna be realistic we are gonna look toward a couple of alternative uh, possibilities of what may happen in the coming days but uh it's it's very hard to see much negative right now so come ride this positivity wave with me and let's fucking go listeners sit back relax and enjoy this 135th episode now without further ado let's turn it over to our boy pino take it away die let's go Delle donne non mi fido, il corteggiamento è un rito troppo spesso si finisce che una donna ti tradisce e non mi importa se son bionde, non mi importa se son more, a me basta che siano tonde e disposte a far l'amore da bambino, veramente fui cacciato dalla scuola perché la professoressa mi faceva molto gola quando facevo il militare, poi la moglie del tenente mi faceva le moine di una presa tra la gente, perciò bambina, se sono qui per te stasera è una fortuna. Andiamo! Let's go, folks. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I think I have to sing every week now, folks. Things have been going really well. I can't, I can't stop singing now, man. Let's go, baby. All right. Listeners, what the fuck is up? Welcome to episode number 135 of the... Calcio podcast, Sam Adamo coming at you. I, does it feel like it's coming home? It feels like it's coming Rome. Am I right? Sta arrivando a casa. Sta venendo a casa, rega. Holy shit. Holy shit. Listeners, I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> I'm so goddamn dead. I actually didn't yell a whole lot yesterday. I was I was pretty poised during the game. I, I almost lost my voice during the Austria game, and I definitely felt it the following day, but... but Today, the the day after uh, the Belgium game, which we won two to one, two to fucking one. Let's go. Following that game, I have not lost. I have not lost my voice. I, I'm 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 still I'm still uh, I'm still on form. I'm still on form, lads. And you know what? I'm actually I'm actually in such good form. I'm in such fucking good form right now that I'll prove it to you. Let's 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 fucking sing some more, man. I'm in such a good mood. Let's let's play something else. Let's play something else. This fucking festival. Let's play some wedding music. Let's fucking go, baby. I wanna I'm gonna play I'm gonna play this mother play this motherfucker for y'all. Here we go. Here we go, baby. Come on, some Umberto Tozzi for y'all. Oh, baby. <clears throat> All right.
Let's go, baby! Gloria, manchi d'un'ilaria, manchi d'una mano, che lavora piano. Oh, baby. We're gonna do it, baby. We're gonna do it, folks. I don't know what the fuck you're doing if you're in the car right now. I don't know if you're at home having a cafe, having an espresso ristretto this morning. I want you to fucking sing along with me, baby. Let's go, baby. Come on. It's coming home, baby. La mattina nasce il sole. Da nome Gloria. Manchi come il sole. All right, enough, 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 enough. All right. Oh my God. Woo. We're gonna play that every time we win. Now let's just do it. If we win the game on Tuesday, I took the day off. I took the day off again, as is customary, as you're supposed to do during a major tournament. <clears throat> I'm gonna go to the Italian quarters of Montreal, drive around, and fucking blast that song with a friend, with a couple of friends. Actually, p- possibly, possibly with friend of the podcast, Mango. TB de- to be determined. To be determined. I normally watch my girlfriend. She's gonna be watching at work, so I got I gotta find another partner to watch it with. We'll we'll, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna pull. A, I'm gonna pull a St. Louis Blues in the 2019 Stanley Cup playoffs when they play that game. Every, when they play that fucking song every time they would win a game, I'm gonna do the same thing. It's gonna bring us luck. That's so, how. How could that song? How could you be from a country? How how could how could you fucking create music like that, and 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 just not have a football team that sings a national anthem with such oomph and such gusto? And that wears Armani suit. How, how, like, like they, they just go hand in hand, man. They just go hand in hand. How could you play music like that? How could you create music like that and not have food that is so good yet that doesn't seem to get you fat? That's like every Italian, or like every Italian fucking, I don't know what it is, the Mediterranean diet. They eat like really well, but none of them fucking gain weight. Like, like, how could you not be uh, uh, from a, how could you create music like that and not be from a country that has, just, just a, be- a beautifully emotional football team and a very complex relationship with the sport and an unhealthy obsession with 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 appearance it just it, it all goes hand in hand man come on man that's this is what they're doing for us man they're making us feel proud it's making us tribal again it's that it's beautiful tribalism let's go and people who aren't italian who still love our team and are admiring us people who who are azzurri fans who who are listening to this pod who 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 who, who would kill to have a, you know an italian background they 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 admire us they admire us and they admire everything about our beautiful nation and 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 they admire our team. We are a team to be admired right now. We are on a number of levels. We're going to talk about that, man. I mean, uh, so, so we're off to a dynamic start. And I was so fucking tired to start this, man. But I'm in a great mood now. I should probably, honestly, Umberto Tozzi, that, that's a great walkout song. I probably could have, if I didn't go with Pino Danjo, if that didn't get you in the mood, any Umberto Tozzi song probably could have been a good alternative Plan B intro song for this pod. Not gonna change now. We're in too deep, but for the rest of the Euro, I think I think we gotta rock that baby. 
I think we got to sing every t- every time we win a game now. I think we got to do it. Let's talk a little bit about <laughs> anyway. Let's talk a little bit about what's actually gone on these past couple of days, folks. It is currently very late uh, on Saturday, the third of July. By the time this pod is up, it's uh, it is Sunday, the fourth of July. Uh, happy fourth of July to our American listeners. Uh, you are many, so um, you know to to our Italian American listeners or to just any any American listener who 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 is partial to a. Uh, to our national team or to to the cause of calcio, uh, auguri, auguri. Enjoy the day. Be safe. Um, man, what what a time! What a time it is. I'll tell you why I wasn't super yelly. Why I wasn't very animated. Why I wasn't yelling a whole lot during the Italy game. Uh, the other day, I don't know why I just called it the Italy game. Of course, it was the Italy game. The game. The game. The one and only game that mattered the other day. Uh, against Belgium. The reason I wasn't super animated, and this is despite the fact that I was at home, and I've been saying for a while that I, I, I prefer watching Azzurri matches at home because I get to be a little bit more animated, but you know what it is? It's weird. I I had this moment of lucidity during the game, and I was like, why, why am I not very nervous? Because I wasn't nervous going into the game. And I, 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 I wondered why that was. I, I wasn't sure if maybe it was. And I considered all the possibilities. I wasn't sure if maybe it was because I, you know, I'm, I was cocky because we had been, we have been looking excellent for years now. And we had looked great up until that point in the tournament. Uh, maybe it was because Eden Hazard and Kevin De Bruyne were injured and it looked like neither would play. As it turned out, De Bruyne would. And despite the fact that he was injured and playing on fucking one leg and with a shattered face he he was still probably their best player he, I mean, he was certainly their most threatening player in my opinion but uh, that aside anyway didn't know he was playing he was kind of a game time decision so I thought you know their two best players or two of their best players Hazard and uh, Kevin De Bruyne Eden Hazard that is who arguably hasn't even been as effective as his little brother Torgan but well, whatever I don't know if maybe the fact that those guys were injured gave me a little bit of hope and made me feel very relaxed. Um, I also thought maybe it was to do with the fact that we killed them 2-0 five years ago when we were a much weaker side. You know, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but you know what I think it is? And, and excuse me for saying so, but I think I just feel this confidence emanating from the team and I think it, it it kind of permeates into a lot of our our behavior. Maybe I'm alone on this, but I haven't really been nervous before a game yet. I mean, yeah, I've been excited, but I haven't really been nervous. You know what I mean? Like playing Germany five years ago, I was nervous. Playing Spain nine years ago in 2012 in the final, I was even, I was very young, but I remember it. I was nervous. Now, granted, in 2006, I was eight years old, turning nine. So. You know, take this as you will. Maybe it means very little. You could argue that perhaps I didn't really appreciate the the grandeur of the occasion in 2006. And as a result, perhaps, you know, my, my, my ignorance was bliss. And the fact that I was super naive meant that I wasn't worried about the prospect of facing Germany in a semifinal in 2006. At home, no less. But I don't know. Something about the way we played every single match in the 2006 World Cup inspired so much confidence. And going into every single game, I wasn't nervous. I was just excited, and it felt like we were going to win. I don't know what it is. 
this is a really intangible thing. So, so I mean, fuck, fuck me. I'm an asshole for even bringing this up. Like, like this isn't even proper analysis. I suck. I know, but I, I feel like there's this magic about the side that I can kind of feel, and as a result, I just think we're gonna win it. I don't know. I felt before the tournament started that we could. Now, again, am I deluded? You know, did the Dutch think that too before they lost to the Czechs, for instance? Did the French think that too as world champions? I mean, does every large, does every big traditional powerhouse side go into a tournament thinking they can win it? You know, maybe, but I guess, I guess it's it's been it's been backed up, you know, by by evidence, by by the evidence of the games that have occurred so far. Every single game only makes me feel more strongly that we're the best team in the tournament. I mean that. I really mean that. Belgium were supposed to be our first turn test, and it was a great game. Let's not, let's not, listen. We'll get into some of the nuance of the game, but overall, we deservedly won. We keep usurping, usurp, usurping every single challenge that is put before us. And, and, and listen, I know we're playing fucking Spain right now, and they, 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 score, they score for fun when they want to. I mean, I know they scored five goals against Croatia and five goals against Slovakia, but I just don't think, I don't feel nervous. I don't know, you know, and, and again, you know, maybe we should have our guards up. I'm sure Roberto Mancini will be having the players focus on the game like he has for every single other one. But I, I don't know. Let's let's just play. Let's just play the dumb, you know, on paper rule here. We we killed Switzerland three 0 and Spain struggled to a penalty shootout victory after drawing Switzerland one one in regulation. You know, make of that what you will. Make of that what you will. It's gonna be a great fucking game. All I can say, listen. Vamos a bailar, vamos a bailar. Dios de putas, estamos, estamos llegando. Cabrones, we were fucking coming for you guys. And revenge is a dish best served cold. Now granted, uh, you know, Spain fucking won three titles in three tournaments, so let's not get too carried away from our, let's not get too carried away. <clears throat> you know, let's not get too ahead of ourselves and, and just, just, <laughs> claim that a victory over them in a semifinal will reverse all the all the good that they will have done in those in those couple of years, you know. But I I, I don't know. It, it would it would certainly exercise some demons, I guess. Um, just because, you know, whatever they beat us in they beat us in the last major final that we were in. We're also going to be facing them in the Nations League semifinal in a couple of short months, so that'll be that'll be really exciting. Those games are going on in in Italy, I believe, at San Siro, and I think. At J Stadium in Torino. In any event, you know, we 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 we've garnered a a pretty a pretty important rivalry with Spain. You know, they beat us in World Cup qualifying a couple of years ago, and our inability to beat them to usurp them meant that we had to go through the playoffs. So, listen, definitely a history here, uh, and I'm happy. I think we even there was even that fucking penalty shootout in the Confederations Cup in 2013. I'm happy. I'm happy to knock them out. I, I really hope you know. We, 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 we send these motherfuckers out. I've developed a nice, healthy disdain for them, as you do for, 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 for other powerhouse sides that you tend to uh, face on a, on a semi-regular basis. As a, as a person partial to your country, if they are a powerhouse side uh, yourself. So, so I, I, I love the prospect of beating Spain, but I got to be honest, I think we will. Like, I, I'm not even worried about it. Uh, it I'm just I'm just going to enjoy the game. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not dreading it at all. I'm not dreading it at all. The the prospect I'm dreading the most right now is the idea of playing England at Wembley at home in front of 60,000 fans 
which is what they'll apparently be allowed to have at Wembley. So I guess, I don't know, whatever. That only applies for when fucking England plays and not when Italy played there a week ago when the stadium was fucking half empty. More than half empty. What am I saying? But um, I don't know. I, I think we could beat England any day of the week. I just, I, 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 I think that perhaps, it, you know, the fact that they have a pretty easy path to the final now, having beat Ukraine today 4-0 emphatically and, and just having to get over Denmark, who by all means, you know, are a great story, but haven't really done a whole lot to convince you that, that they could roll with a big powerhouse like England, who, again, are always good for a choke, always have a choke in them, but let's be honest, on paper, England's a much better side, and they've looked they've looked pretty good of late. They've looked pretty good the past... They've looked pretty good these past couple of weeks. Overall, I will hold up my hands and say I was wrong about England. I thought that there would be a fucking civil war that broke out in England between the the the, the St. George cross-bearing patriots who, who who couldn't bear to see, who couldn't bear to see uh, any any solidarity with a Black Lives Matter movement and the players within the squad and you know the left wing media like you know newspapers like the Guardian the Telegraph I thought you know I thought they were all gonna and the fuck in the fucking right wing paper like the Sun I thought I thought they were all gonna thought it was gonna be a very toxic environment on balance I thought. Uh, they were going to implode. I really did. And I thought the fact they were playing on home soil would only exacerbate that. I was wrong, you know, so far. So, so let's, let's, uh, you know, let's, I'll hold my hands up and say that, you know, I'll hold my hands up and say that, but I'm just now, now seeing the way they've played at home, I, I think that that would definitely be a, a big challenge above all else. I'm not worried about Spain, you know, and I don't want to be that cocky cunt who kind of looks past his current opponent and, th- and just like the English right now saying that they basically after they beat Germany the other day, right? They, it was, it was that, well, we have a clear path to the final right now, even though they had to win two games to do that. So I, at the risk of sounding like that cocky cunt, I, I'm really worried about the prospect of playing England at home in the final. Um, However, you know, if we do get the result in that one, if we do wind up getting to the final in England do as well, that would be an all-time result. And, you know, equally satisfying as winning a major championship again, uh, the first major tournament in 15 years, which would be glorious. It would be one of the best days of all our lives. Um, equally enticing, equally juicy, equally salivating a prospect is the idea of seeing England lose at Wembley. I mean, that that would be a catastrophe worth, 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 you know, worth a, a, I mean it would it would it would be it would be worth a million bucks man that would be that would be a memory to last us a lifetime so you know <laughs> I have to say I hope it is England that gets to the final and not the Danes because I, I really don't want to feel like an asshole pulling against Denmark man <laughs> I do not I do not want to be listen if we have to do it I'm happy to be the people to crush the Danish the Danish spirit okay and a and a and a break figuratively break Christian Eriksen's <laughs> depleted little heart. <laughs> it's terrible, but I, listen, if 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 we gotta be the if we gotta be the ones to <laughs> to be the last straw to break Christian Eriksen's heart figuratively, I, I'll do it. Okay, I will fucking do it. I'd rather I'd rather be England. I'd rather be England so that everyone fucking hates England going into that final. I'd rather it be them so that we can at least look forward to beating and savor beating uh, whoever we might get to beat in the final rather than feel guilty about it and feel like fucking assholes, like we should be, you know, losing out of sportsmanship or something. So, anyway, man. 
big slug, big slug of water. I've been going nonstop here, man. And, and, and I was tired going into this as well. Just celebrated my birthday, my birthday dinner, and it's it's so fucking late now. But but I wanted to get this out ASAP, and I gotta say. And by the way, do, do not. I mean, I love you all. Do not send me happy birthday wishes. No need, please. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not bringing this up because I want because I want messages. Do, do not send. If you're reading this and you're thinking of sending me a message, an email, a fucking DM. Thank you. Okay. Do not send me any happy birthday messages. I, I want to have as few interactions with people as possible. I love you. Having said that, I love you all. You're free to DM me about anything. I do not want happy birthday messages. I, I get. I don't know what it is. I get fucking uncomfortable. I don't know what to say. I don't feel like I, you know, I'll play the martyr here. I don't feel like I deserve it. So, so do not wish me happy birthday. However, however, it's my birthday weekend. Uh, my birthday was actually it was the other day. It was July 2nd. And if you'll recall, July 2nd has been a cursed day. And this is why I bring this up. July 2nd has been a cursed day for Gli Azzurri uh, in, the last couple of, in the last couple of European championships we've been in. If you recall back in 2012, we lost the final of the Euro 4-0 to Spain on July 2nd. So that was a fucking birthday to remember. And, and, and five years ago in 2016, on July 2nd, we lost the quarterfinal to fucking Germany. So, uh, for, you know, I... I, I I've never seen us win. I don't think I've ever seen us win on my birthday. We might have played on my birthday in 2006. Fuck. I don't, I don't goddamn remember. I would have turned nine that day. Regardless. Regardless. The past two Euros, we have gone out on my birthday. You, you, so you can imagine, although, although I was fairly confident going into the game overall, you can understand my, my, my nervousness for, for the prospect of having another birthday ruined. Because my mom was planning a whole dinner. And the last thing you want is to be in a shitty, fucking pissy mood at the table when your mom is slaved uh, in the kitchen for hours to make you your favorite meal, all because of a soccer game, because of a football match. Excuse me, I'm a fucking plebe. Um, because of a because of, because of a football match. Because you know, and you we, we, you've all been there, man. We've all fucking been there. You know, you're in a bad mood because the result doesn't go your way. And then someone tells you, your, your girlfriend, your mom, your grandmother, whoever, says, it's just a game, get over it. And you just, that makes you even more fucking mad. You know what I mean? That was the last thing I wanted. So the birthday curse is finally fucking broken. I'm delighted. I'm absolutely fucking delighted. The Montreal Canadiens almost ruined my birthday, but that, that's another story, which, which doesn't fucking matter now. I, I'm only, we're only going to focus on the fucking positive right now. All right. So look, I mean, a lot of people are afraid of the prospect of playing England. I, the only reason I'm worried about it is because they're at home. That's it. Um, granted, they have looked good, but you know, you're not going to tell me that them beating Ukraine four 0 in a fucking quarterfinal means much. I mean, that was a depleted Ukraine side. I mean, their best players were not available. Malinovsky, in my opinion, of Atalanta, is their most important player. Injured, didn't play in the game, didn't even feature. I mean, Ukraine were fucking cracked after that Sweden game. Let's be honest. I mean, goddamn it, that was a that was a real that was a real shit show. Felt like like what three four guys went out injured in in extra time. And they had an injury in the first half as well. I mean, within minutes, they were 1-0 up. England was never going to lose that game, okay? So so I, I do I do love... Listen, Matt. I love the idea that Denmark could could go... Could just go off and... and, 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 and by the way, listen. Selfishly, I'd love, I'd love if Denmark made the final. Although I said I don't want to be the ones to shit on their parade, which is true. I mean, it would be gr- it would be great for me if they made the final. I had Denmark going all the way to the final and facing Italy when I saw the bracket for uh, the knockout stage being drawn. 
in the uh, in Michele and Matteo Bruzzese in the fucking Bello Brothers pool in their bracket, which I which I filled out a few weeks ago. So it would it would be great for me, but just, just for you all, I think you would all love to see Denmark beat England at home. Um, you know, just just the the idea the idea that the idea that they think they're just through now because they get to go back to Wembley and they have a, you know a match against a side that isn't traditionally seen as, as a powerhouse you, you you would love to see their cocky asses just just handed to them right let's see what happens man let's see what the fuck happens in any event credit credit where it's due credit where it's due to england but We've looked really good now. We really have. And I still think no matter what, England can win fucking 5 nothing against Denmark. I think we will still go into that game if we do end up getting by Spain, looking like the best team in that turn, looking like the best team in the tournament up until that point, up until the final. Uh, and we are currently, we are currently the absolute supreme side in this tournament. We won every single group game. Uh, we were the last, we we're the last one standing to after beating Belgium. And we have... Faced a little bit of adversity now in the last couple of games, but we, we've defended really well on balance. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Belgium game in detail here and preview the Spain match instead of talking about all the other externalities and fucking projecting forward. Honestly, you should just turn this off right now because I talked about 2006 and I compared this side to 2006, and that's, that's the most low-hanging fruit take that anyone could have and I hate I hate myself for even bringing that up. But but it's listen, it's 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 there for the taking. It's 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 I don't know. I can't be the only one who feels it. And I don't know if that sh I don't know I don't know if that should scare us, you know. Cuz once we start getting comfortable and comparing this side to a to, to to a legendary team that won a world cup, that's you know that, that that's when that's when that's when it can really go south, you know. That's when it could really go south. You don't want to be like that's what the English do, man. You don't want to be like the English comparing a team to like Euro '96, which is funny. You're, you know, comparing a side to 1966. It is pretty funny that the only teams that they can compare to are teams that lost tournaments or a team that won 50 goddamn years ago. But that's another matter. That's another matter. Listen, man. This game was in Germany. This game was in uh, in München, München, and we have a history of doing well in Germany, don't we? So what a game this was against Belgium. What a fucking game. First off, um, thanks to Big Rom Lukaku, you cunt, for 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 having an absolute, uh, dropping an absolute stinker of a game, and uh, you you got I mean tough look on him having a terrible game, missing a crazy sitter, just, just dropping a brutal performance, um, but scoring a penalty and shushing Donnarumma like like fuck off man, fuck off you you fucking prick. We we won this game two one. Belgium did have some chances. Overall, I think at one, I think at one goal up in the second half, you had to have felt a little bit better than you might have expected. Yeah, there's that, there, there's there's the nerves that, that that you tend to get in a game like this. But we we definitely still have some of that good DNA of being able to sit back on a lead. You know, I don't know if it's having Giorgio Chiellini in the side. I'm leaning into these really easy takes today, but it, it's true having Giorgio Chiellini back. You know, uh, who's who's one of the best pure defenders, not not one of the best center backs in the world anymore, but one of the best pure like in terms of the art of defending, he's still one of the best at it, even at his fucking advanced age of almost thirty-seven. So, you know, he's comfortable sitting on one goal leads. He's done it. He's done it before with Juve. He's done it before with Italy with success. You know, with Bonucci by his side, 
<laughs> I heard someone, I think someone the other day, I, I heard someone the other day say that fucking, like, like, trying to score a goal against Italy in the last 10 minutes down a goal is like, it's like the seventh layer of hell. The seventh level, or the, the, it's like the final boss, it's like the final boss in, in, in fucking, fucking Mario, in Super Mario Bros or whatever. Um, Look, we put the ball in the net three times in the first half. One was offside, justly, rightly ruled offside. Rightly ruled offside, I should say. Uh, I thought Bonucci had scored a goal in his second consecutive Euro quarterfinal. But uh, listen, we definitely exposed the Belgians in, in a number of cases. I, I think particularly particularly, uh, particularly in, 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 in defense. And, you know, I, I, I got to say, great to have seen Lorenzo Insigne score that goal. Because, because, you know, he, well, a couple of reasons. He has his critics. I don't know why. I don't even know why. But he, he had his critics in the tournament so far. Some people didn't think he performed well against Austria. Um, but that, that's why you fucking start him. You start him not only for that. You start him also because of his vision and because of his ability to link up with his teammates and his fullback. But, I mean, that, that, that tiragir, as it's, as it's become known, is, is, is lethal. The Belgians, the Belgians let him have it. It wasn't the traditional idea of like him kind of like getting the ball in the corner of the box, turning and just curling it, but it was it was still a beautiful right-footed curler into the left, uh, the, the the left side netting. Um, wasn't quite upper ninety, but it was it was a great goal. And Thibaut Courtois is a great goalkeeper as well. For him to have, for him to have beat him, you know, he he had to put he had to put a little bit of mustard on it as he did. What a fucking goal! What a goddamn fucking goal! And um, but kudos to Nicolo Barella as well. Some people, I, listen, I don't want to hear anyone say that Badella shouldn't start anymore. The guy is arguably the most complete midfielder in the world. Arguably. Arguably. Some people thought he wasn't dominating the first couple of games. I, I'm so happy that he got this goal because in my mind, he, he, he had been having a great tournament so far on balance. I mean, the Austria game was a little bit tougher. But that move, that move was so fucking nice. Oh, my God. So that 1-0 goal up, you know, to go up to 2-0, I mean, both really nice goals definitely was a bit of a dagger. For the Belgians, if it weren't for that really, you know, lucky penalty, there's no way that they would have. I don't think they would have scored a goal at all in the in the in, in the second half. And it reminded me a lot of the Belgian side of 2016 losing to us, two to zero. Um, I don't know what it is. Big Rom missed chances in that game as well, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, you know, and again, I'm not here to crap on the Belgians. I just think it's. I just think that we we definitely have a little bit more of that that winning DNA. That's a very again terrible take. I know. I fucking know. You know what is winning DNA? I, I'm not sure what it is. It could just be having a couple of key guys like Bonucci and Chiellini who have won before. You know, like Bonucci and Chiellini. Let's not forget both. Um, you know, won many titles at Juve, but also made a major final before in 2012. Um, with us, so. You know, there's there's that, but I wonder how much of it is just like growing up in, growing up with the culture of of, of you know Italian football and being coached by guys who have won before. Um, yeah, I I don't know, I don't know. It could be, and and all and also just the, the the level the level of the level of coaching in Italy is far superior. And I know some Belgians do play in Italy, so it's kind of a moot point. But the level of coaching that most Italians get in Italy is is probably the best in the world from a tactical level from a tactical standpoint so i don't know what it is but for a combination of factors we have not seemed to be bothered by these guys by these motherfuckers on a number of occasions despite the fact that they're always ranked super high in the fifa world ranking so whatever make of that make of that what you will but 
I, I felt we were always in control of the match. I, listen, the penalty that Belgium scored was a penalty, but it was a lucky one. I say why it was lucky here. Because, because Giovanni Di Lorenzo um, doesn't actually do anything wrong here. Like, yes, it's a foul. That push, that push that leads to the penalty is a foul, but it's soft. That Doku kid is fucking light as a feather. He's conditioned to go down on contact like that. He is. It's the type of player he is. He's a fucking little cunt. He is. I'm, I'm sorry. Listen, and I, I've gotten to the point now that I'm, 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 I'm a 24-year-old man who, who calls younger men and, and far richer and, and, and much more athletically gifted men little cunts. Uh, I, I've, I've become, so, so forgive me. I, I, know that, I know that's a very, I know that's like, <laughs> I know that's like, I know, I know that's, that, that's like, that's like just an angry New Jersey sports fan thing to do or like an angry, an angry English sports fan thing to do. But he, he really, he really does play, he really is a little bit of a cunt in, in a number of ways. And, and listen, we were very intelligent cunts at the end of this game too. And I'm going to keep saying cunts all fucking podcast because I'm really liking being, I'm really liking being able to get away with saying cunt, 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 cunt. Um, <laughs> but look, Doku, Doku's a player who, um, is very raw still, very talented, obviously, um, but um, yeah, very tricky. Again, condition to kind of try to beat you, and if you clip him, he will go down. De Lorenzo's unlucky because it wasn't that hard a shove. Is all I mean that that's all that's all it is. He he's trying to put him he's trying to put him off his game a little bit. The guy kind of beat him. Was the ball going out of play? Might have gone out for a goal kick, possibly. But you know, De Lorenzo was just trying to. He was trying to, again, I don't know what this fucking word is in English. Last week I said it in Italian because I couldn't come up with the English word. He was trying to give him a little fastidio, you know. He was just trying to let him know, hey, you know, I'm here, bud. I'm here. Um, you know, the guy's not very strong. He's, 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 he's light as a feather. The guy went down. He's conditioned to, and that's it. It's a fucking penalty fine. Um, that guy, Doku, is infuriating to play against um, for sure. Gentiletti was roasting me and ripping me a new one because I said I found him pretty ineffective. I, I stand by that overall. I think he's very raw. He could definitely improve. But he reminds me, I don't know, he reminds me a little bit of like Raheem Sterling at his age. Raheem Sterling was a little bit more of a finished product already, but very similar in terms of how they played. Reminds me also a little bit of Helson Martins, um, Portuguese player, plays for Monaco, played for Sporting for a while. Uh, good runner, doesn't quite, you know, doesn't quite have that finish that you'd like. Reminds me a little bit also of his Belgian teammate Yannick Carrasco a few years ago when he was at Monaco. I thought Carrasco was very similarly um, dangerous and, and flareful, but kind of lacked a bit of that finish. Also reminds me a little bit of Keza a couple of years ago before he came into his own. So very impressive kid overall. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Just just, uh, just a little observation. I'm, I'm see, I saw him play for the first time ever in this tournament. Um, yeah, a good cunt, I guess, that you that you want on your team because he fucking infuriates the other team. But it has, has to grow into his own a little bit still, I think. Um, I believe he will, though. I believe he will. A good raw talent for sure. Um, but but what can you say, man? We we just we uh, we were the better side on the night overall. I really do think so. A um, couple of pointers uh, or a couple of points from the game, I should say. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give fucking Mancini pointers. A couple of points I I have from the game, I should say. Excuse me. Um, Chiro Immobile. Chiro Immobile had a very tough game. Uh, now, of course, there's that optic of him lying on his ass, you know, wailing as Barella scored that goal. And I think you guys, if you guys were like me, you guys were all yelling, Ma, you know, Ma, Ma, alzati, cazzo, che cazzo stai facendo? If I, if I ski for Chiro, you know, get the fuck up. What are you doing? Get up. You know, we were all thinking that. Um, here's the thing. 
Like, so he had a bad game. He did. He, he looked clumsy, but he tends to look clumsy, I find, whenever he's asked to play a, a hold-up a hold up style. I don't know. Against Austria, he got more chances in behind the defensive line. It could also be because Austria was playing a higher line from what I noticed anyway. And, you know, maybe that gave him an opportunity to at least try to make runs in behind. The Belgians didn't quite afford him that, so he was forced to try to hold up often and it was at that point that he'd often lose the ball. I think Immobile is a guy you could play really well through on the counter. Um, so I think Belotti would have been a better option to start this game. I, again, I understand why Immobile started, but like the game was calling for Andrea Belotti like from 20 minutes in and his hold-up play because he allows for nice little triangular play to occur atop the box. And if Andrea Belotti's coming in, he's not necessarily coming in to be that number nine that's going to be a score, but he's going to be someone who kind of creates a little bit of time for his wingers and fullbacks to run into uh, space. You know, just by holding up the ball and playing a little triangular ball to whatever offensive-minded midfielder is drifting forward to play a little triangular play with Belotti and whatever fullback or uh, winger is running in. So I actually think against Spain, we'll, we'll likely see Mobile again. Here's why I would start him if I had to pick. You know, maybe you play Raspadori in this role. It won't happen, but Raspadori could also play pretty well on the counter. He's a fairly, he's a fairly quick, tricky player, um, but seems to run with the ball a little better, in my opinion. In my opinion. Won't happen again. Just as Bernardeschi's not going to start, you know, against against Spain. Even though I think I think that would make more sense than starting Chiesa. Crazy, I know. I'm not saying I would start Bernardeschi. I would actually start Berardi first. Then I would start Bernardeschi, and then I would start Chiesa. We'll get to that. Stop fucking punching the air. We'll, we'll get to that. I'll explain the reason first off why I start with Giro up top against Spain is because I think we're probably going to split possession with them. Both we and they like to hold the ball. And not to say that Belgium don't, but, but it's more like ingrained in the Spanish style. It has been for years, but still is. If you see them play, they really hold the ball just for the fucking hell of it. They don't, they don't often hold it with purpose. I think we move the ball a little bit more, I don't know, intentionally with a little bit more purpose. The Spaniards tend to hold it just for the fucking hell of it. You know, that thing that we've learned to call, you know, tiki-taka. And no, by the way, I, I'm, I'm going to make the outro song this week is going to be Taki Taki by DPG because, because I don't know, Tiki Taka, Taki Taki, it's all the same fucking shit because like, like, I'm so over fucking Tiki Taka, so I'm, I'm playing Taki Taki to make fun of them because, because I mean, yeah, yeah, don't explain the joke, Sam, I guess, but, but <laughs> I don't know. Like just the idea that anyone still plays Tiki Taka football in 2021 is, 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 is kind of mind boggling. I don't believe it'll be effective against us. I really don't. Ha having said that, uh, you know, I think Spain will hold more of the ball. We'll probably cede a little bit more of it to them. And as a result, we'll have more opportunities to counterattack. For that reason, for that reason alone, I would definitely start Immobile up top. That's it. I think you play better with him through the counter. Uh, and I think you're going to have more opportunities to do that with Spain. The reason I wouldn't start Chiesa in this game is simple. Uh, I think he's more effective off the bench. I think we saw it. We saw it in the Austria game. You know, he's dangerous from the beginning of the match anytime he gets a ball for sure. But I think if he, if he comes into a game, an international game like this especially, if he comes into a game like this in a tournament where everyone's a little bit tired because of the sheer volume of games that are being played at the end of a season, I think 
he can have a little bit more of a uh, an imposing effect. So for that reason, I would start him off the bench again, and I would leave one of the ball holders, one of the dribblers like Berardi or Bernardeschi start. And it will be Berardi because Bernardeschi is not as good as Berardi or is not playing as well as him. Uh, obviously, Bernardeschi is very unlikely to see more of the pitch um, if everything goes well, I would say. So, yeah, I don't think the midfield changes at all. Um... Locatelli maybe sees some minutes. You know, I know Cristante came in for Verratti, and normally that would have been Locatelli, but you know, we were up, we were up on goal. Um, and Cristante is a little bit more of a conservative option, so it made sense. Not mad at it at all. Um, and and and, and yeah, look, uh, I gotta say, City and Naples probably almost fucking imploded during this game. I mean, with with Chiruzzo Mertens coming, I gotta say, if fucking Dries Mertens came on. And he was the only Chiruzzo to score in that game, in a game that Chiruzzo Immobile started. In a game that Lorenzo Insigne scored a tiragir, that city would have fucking erupted, man. It would have imploded. Would have fucking imploded. And a game, and a game where Immobile, who's also Nabaledan, would have been as, as clumsy and, frankly, shitty as he was at times, unfortunately. That city would have gone nuts. Uh, but yeah, oh, look. <laughs> and another one of their fucking paisans, uh, Donnarumma, having, having an absolutely... An absolute, an absolute stunning game. An absolutely stunning game. Donnarumma made a couple of huge saves for us. It has to be said, Belgium did have a really couple, a really good couple of quality chances. Um, dangerous shots on goal. Donnarumma came up fucking strong. Really good shot stopping ability. Really good shot stopping ability. Big up to him and Kellini. Kellini for overall shutting down Romelu Lukaku. Finally, we got to talk a little bit about Leonardo Spinazzola because he had a good game. It was you know again as well. Um, Great defensive play on 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 Lukaku's free backdoor tap in. Man, I think the only reason why Leonardo Spinazzola never became and never will become a world class left back is because of what we witnessed in this game. And I tweeted it out. Some of you may have seen this. His body fails him. It's, it's tragic, but. Some guys' bodies just fail them, man. Some fighters take a punch for the first time after, you know, rolling over people in at the amateur level and, you know, winning a f their first few pro fights. And the first time they get a really good shot, they go down, you know, and you realize that they don't actually have a great jaw. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes a guy is, is, is a beautiful, smart, dynamic, explosive player like Leonardo Spinazzola. And, and you know, his lower body is just made of glass. It's a shame. Broken tendon. Uh, it might be out for a year. Jose Mourinho's losing his mind right now. Man. But one, listen, one part, and it was gut-wrenching to see that. Gut-wrenching, man. You And you knew he knew. The second, the second it happened, the second he went down to the turf, you knew that he knew something really fucked up had happened. It breaks your heart, man. It really does. He's been probably our best player of the tournament, you could argue. Now, luckily, Emerson Palmieri plays very similarly to him. I don't know that we won't be able to play the same style that we do because Spinazzola's out. Listen, let's be clear. Palmieri has played a whole lot for us over the past couple of years. Um, and he's looked particularly good. The only reason why he wasn't playing in this tournament was because Spinazzola started. He got the nod, and he did so fucking well. I think he'd probably do better than whatever Palmieri can offer, but they're similar-ish players overall. But it's heartbreaking, man. You develop an affinity to these players. And again, just 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 like you developed an affinity for every single one of the players in 2006, likewise now, you, you, you feel it feels like a special group. And you saw it after the game. You know, they were all singing for him. And 
giving him hugs in, in the cafeteria, whatever, whatever the fuck, the, in the dining room, not the cafeteria, in the dining room at Coverciano. They were all singing to him on the plane. I don't know. It feels like a really tight-knit group, you know. Win it for him, man. Fucking win it for him. They'll be motivated, too. They'll be really motivated, too. You know that Roberto Mancini is going to be hammering that home. I got to say, Luis Enrique has... I don't, I don't want to underestimate the Spanish on a couple of levels, though. While I think that they haven't had, while I think that they haven't always been convincing in this tournament, I think Luis Enrique overall has done a pretty good job with this side. It is going to be a really tough match. I think it's going to be the toughest match that we, that we that we will have had to play in this tournament up till now, which um, isn't, I guess, that crazy a take. But listen, we did just play Belgium last week. A lot of people thought that they would be. They would be they would be our first stern test. I, they were in some ways, but I think Spain is going to be a real stern test. We'll see. We, we have two really good international managers going up against one another now in this one. So, um, yeah, look, you hate to see it with Spinazzola. You really do. Um, Got to say, but one one thing you love is big big respect to him for uh, for 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 taking shit Hausri to the next level by by breaking his tendon just to waste time. I mean, it's. Not all heroes wear capes, bro. Big fucking respect. Big respect. The shithousery at the end was incredible, wasn't it? Just Donnarumma pretending he fucked up his finger. To be fair, actually, I actually saw the ball hit his finger. He probably did get his finger fucked up. I'll get on my goalkeeping high horse. By the, by the way, played my first game in goal ever. Fucking clean sheet the other day, baby. We're off to a great start with the club. We're fucking going. And now we got beer league starting in a week. I mean, this could be revolutionary. I wish I'd done this years ago. Anyone who's over a certain height, if you have a kid, who, if you're a tall individual, you want your kid to go pro, fucking put him in goal and hammer him, he'll, he'll, he'll make it. I, I promise you. There. Money back guarantee. He'll fucking make it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the easiest thing to do if you're athletic. Uh, but no, listen, that, that, uh, that ball that hit Donnarumma's finger definitely hurt him, but he, he milked the fuck out of it. You, you loved it too. You like, like the Belgians were so annoyed at the end. So just a world class display of shithousery at the end, just shutting the game down, killing all momentum. Um, kudos, kudos to us, man. We deserve every bit of praise that we've gotten so far. You know, nice to see Mario Balotelli on on Instagram coming out and praising Insigne, who he used to terrorize and pull pranks on all the time before Insigne became the, the big prank puller, uh, pulling pranks on on Immobile on the daily. Uh, came out and praised. Roberto Mancini as well. Now, unfortunately, Mario Balotta. It's so tough to see how he looks now, man. Fucking putting on weight and shit. He looks like a fucking African uncle. And he was he was a ripped stud nine years ago, 20 years old. Oh, my God. He's one guy. I got to say, and I know this is totally irrational, but you all feel this way too. He's one guy who I would have loved to see part of this group and part of the renaissance and the revolution. Not because I think he has anything to offer at a technical level. But just, just, I don't know, just who he is as a person, you know, the personality. Listen, man, we're talking a little bit about music. We're playing Gloria and shit. We're talking about Taki Taki Diki Taka, Tutta Sta Merda. There's another great song called Giovane Fuori Classe, which most of you probably know by Capo Plaza. Plaza. It's a fucking banger. It's an all timer. There's a line in that. There's a line in that, in that fucking song that goes, Alziamo la Copa Wembley. And uh, we, we will li- we're, we're lifting the cup at Wembley. Man, 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 man. Like. I I really I I I don't know I don't know if the Spanish feel the same amount of magic that we do. I really I I wonder because because if they do, one of us is going to be made to look like a right mug. 
but uh, <laughs> let, let's look. Let's look forward to. Let's look forward to just a big semifinal match, man. And if you're listening to this after Tuesday, after the semifinal match is played, you know I'll either sound like a fucking moron, or you know maybe I'll sound totally vindicated. But I really hope that we do have a great final to look forward to at Wembley. It would be very special to play there, to play a World Cup final. Uh, excuse me, a, a, a major final there of any kind, but particularly if it's against England. Man, what an all-time result that would be. Let's just enjoy the ride, man. Let's keep enjoying the ride. I keep saying it. Don't watch La Casa de Papel these next couple of days. Don't have a paella. Don't listen to Enrique Iglesias. I, I was actually listening to Enrique Iglesias the other day. Yesterday, I, I had him on in the background. I was bumping one of his songs with like Anuel, and I turned it off immediately. So I was like, fuck, this cocksucker's Spanish. I got to turn it off right now. I got to turn it off right now. I can't. I will not. I, sw- I swear I will not dance flamenco until after Tuesday. And if we lose, I will not dance flamenco again uh, until after the final, for sure. Or until after. The, you know what? You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll afford you this. I, I think I could probably even go beyond the Nations League semifinal tie against Spain before I can dance flamenco again. I will sacrifice that for you. I will sacrifice that for you. Also, ladies listening to the podcast, I know, like, like all, all fucking 10 of you, or all, all fucking 20, whatever. It's, it's probably so few of you. I could, if I were to meet you all, I'd probably be able to remember you all and, and, and remember your names. There's so few of you. But, uh, yeah, this is a very male podcast. But if there are any ladies listening to this podcast, I saw something that I liked the other day, which I'll recommend that you do. Uh, if you if you get a manicure, paint or dudes do this too. If I can do whatever the fuck you want, paint your middle finger green, white, red, so that you can give people the fucking bird the middle finger, and it displays the, th- the and it displays the. Th- <clears throat> I can't even speak. I need a fucking drink of water. So you flip the bird, and it displays the tricolore. That's what's up. <clears throat> That's what's fucking up. Before we wrap, a couple of grapes here. Um, I watched the game with my parents, who I love dearly, obviously, goes without saying. My girlfriend was there for most of the game as well, but my, my mom, my mom in particular does not watch a whole lot of football. I gotta say, you, <clears throat> man, how do I put it? Like, I love my mother, okay, but <laughs> my dad listens to the pod, too, so he's gonna, you know, d- d- don't show mom, please, uh, or do, whatever, she'll, it's fine, she can take a joke. You know how I said that watching a game in a bar is terrible because you have people that are always yelling, shoot, or whatever. You have people that are just, you have people that are saying really infuriating stuff. Man, my mother lost her mind in the first half when we made a back pass to Donnarumma, saying, why pass to the goalkeeper? You got to go forward. <laughs> She'd be a great, my mom would be a great English football manager. And then on the same play, the same sequence, the ball got to Lorenzo Insigne at about half field. He ran a few hundred, a few, a few yards and, and, and pulled the tiragir. The tiragir. 2-0. Zizzo. Zizzo. Zizzo Donnarumma vuole un grande contratto. Min, Min Raiola. Mi chiamo Mino Raiola. Man. Big ups to Lorenzo Insigne for fucking cucking that guy and leaving him. But, uh, yeah, man. My mom, my mom was not happy with the back pass. And, uh, she and my girlfriend were very much more interested in talking about wives and girlfriends of players. After Insignia scored that goal, they started my my my, my girlfriend showed my mom uh, a picture of or like the fucking Instagram of Lorenzo Insignia's wife. I think her name is uh, Ginevra, and uh, 
uh, a very spirited debate ensued discussing whether or not her breasts were real and uh my father waited now is it a, isn't it funny how how every single dude is such a moron like we we think any boob we see is real you know and and like every woman makes it every woman makes it like her 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 absolute <laughs> her, her crusade to just to just point out and expose anyone that has fake tits like no no no, no. if they don't move if they don't look like they move if they look like bowling balls they're probably fake my dad and my dad goes, says something to the effect of yeah but it's a picture how could they be moving they're it's it's a picture you know some people are very lucky you know it's <laughs> just Let's be honest. Most, most, of the, most, most of them have had work done. Cause you know, and you know, you know why? I'll tell you why most of them have had work done. First of all, their husbands, you know, can afford it. They can afford it. Well, whatever, right? Most, some of them are fucking ind- independently successful. But well, whatever. It's not the point. Not the point. They, they have the family income. They have the family income to support major, uh, major work. Okay, of any kind. Now, here's the thing. Why would you do it? Just because you afford it? Why? why just because you could afford it? Why would you do it? You know what I mean? You don't have to eat. You don't have to eat lobster every night just because you would afford it, right? It would get real old, right? You want to mix in something else once in a while. Why the fuck would you would you do something just just to flex on people? No, no, no. The reason you do it if you have a lot of money is because well, first of all, first of all, the way it starts is most of the time when these guys meet their wives. You know, in the case of many of them who were together from a very young age, they meet when they're in like a fucking primavera or an academy. Now, in some cases, they're a stud and they're like a standout in the academy, so they can you know. You, the 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 level. Listen, if you're a good if you're a good looking fit guy, you know who who has who has you know mating value for whatever reason. You know, be it that you're good looking or you know you do well in school or you're funny or you or you are a good footballer, right, and have prospects of you know f- fame and adoration. You know, whatever, there's a good chance that you will be able to bag a very attractive mate. Okay, but here's the thing: a lot of the time they're a little bit younger, right? Either you know, they're, they're, they're modest, they're cute, a girl next door type of thing. Then what happens, right? They get the big move to a big club. And then, and then obviously, you know, he gets a large payday, which is great. But more, more importantly, more importantly, she then goes into the wives' lounge with all the other families and looks around and is surrounded by this culture of silicone and Brazilian butt lifts and, 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 and lip injections and shit and feels inadequate, right? And then there's the fact that her husband, who's playing pro football, is getting solicited by women left and right all the time who are trying to steal him from her. So what do you have to do? Well, you have to make yourself look like as much of a Barbie doll as possible, right? You need to make yourself look like them, like the others, so that you don't, you know, it's basically, it's basically a way of leveling the playing field. It's, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of like, it's sort of like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a prisoner's dilemma in some way. It really, it really is. Everyone would be better off if, if they just didn't get plastic surgery, but because one gets it, then all the other ones have to do it too. I think that's a prisoner's dilemma. I don't fucking remember. It's from my fucking macroeconomics class. My God, I've been out of university for so goddamn long. <laughs> but you, or no, what the hell is it? It's not a, oh no, it's a tragedy. No, it's a tragedy of the commons. I think it's a tragedy of the commons. Like it would be better if none of, if they all just, if they all just took from this, if none of them, yeah, it, 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 would, it would be better. It would be better if they all just, followed the same protocol but the second that one is selfish and decides to make herself sexier than all the other ones by way of chemical by by way of fucking surgical advancement or whatever and is cheating right 
then then <laughs> then all the other ones feel like they have to you know it may, basically the other ones get fucking screwed the other ones get screwed and they have to they have to try to keep up too until eventually you know you have a whole lounge of fucking 50 year old women who look like Donatella Versace at the at the uh, at the alumni game 15 years after their career and but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I also think I don't know I also think there's a I, I think there's definitely an element of like okay like you know I, I, I and I'm sure some of the, I'm sure some of them don't get work but let's be honest most of them fucking do because every here's the thing Every person is so is so fucking insecure. Every, every single woman, every single woman is 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 a part of this culture where even if they're beautiful, they feel like they're you know they're weighing themselves up against other beautiful people. Here's the thing: there's not one beautiful person in the world. There's a bunch of attractive men and women around the world, but we don't think of ourselves as being one. If you if you are if you are an attractive person, you don't think of why you're attractive and what makes you attractive. You just compare yourself to other people. And they, ironically, are comparing themselves to you. It's this vicious fucking cycle. Anyway, so so this whole debate's going on during the first half after Insigne's goal because because, because he does a heart sign. And uh, and I don't know. My mom goes, oh, cute. You know, he was, is that for his kids or is that for his, is that for his missus or something? So I don't know. I might have to get out of the house for the semifinal because I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to get upset at my mother. What should I do? I don't know. Whatever. DM me. What do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? Should I bite the bullet? Should I bite the bullet and stay home, <laughs> or bite the bullet and go to a cafe? Either way. Either way. Either way. I go crazy. I guess. There's no way. There's no two ways about it. There's no fucking two. The only. The only solution is to go to the stadium. I guess that's the only fucking. It's the only fucking solution. <laughs> so DM me at Calcho Podcast. What you think I should do? Thanks for tuning in, listeners. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll be playing Gloria in a couple of days. And uh, we'll keep this party rolling, man. I appreciate you all. Thank you for listening. Enjoy uh, enjoy this ride, man. I think uh, I think we're going to remember this one for a very long time. I do. I, feel, I have a very good feeling. I have a very good feeling. I don't know. I felt for a while that we would uh, that we would do very well in this tournament. I predicted that we might go on a run to the semifinal. Here the fuck we are. I know that... Mancini, however, wanted to go all the way to the final, and they seem very dead set on that objective. So let's enjoy the boys. Go for it, man. Let's enjoy. Let's enjoy every second of it because it's it's very special to watch right now, and it feels great to just be back. Listeners, get at us on all platforms at Cultural Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. The Cultural Podcast is our Facebook page. Subscribe to the podcast if you enjoyed it. Share it with one friend, please. One friend. One friend. That's all of your objective. We're gonna double listenership this fucking month. Because every one of you is going to tell one friend about the podcast. You're going to share it with them if you liked it. If you stayed around this long, it's because you you have to fucking like me. If you if you stayed beyond like seven minutes and listen to me butcher Gloria, you you must you must like the pod. So 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 I love you all. Thank you so much. Uh, please do not send me happy birthday wishes. I will I will I will not answer. I will I will I will answer blocked. I probably won't block you, but I'll just I'll just answer it for dramatic effect. I'll say blocked. No, do not do it. Please, please don't. Uh, but please do share. If you want to offer me a birthday gift, you can you can please share the podcast with one friend each. That's your homework. That's the new objective. All right, and that's it. Okay, I gotta go to bed. Thanks again for tuning in to this 135th episode. Enjoy Taki Taki. That's what we think about Tiki Taka. Tiki Taka Taki Taki tutta stessa merda while you wait a go, wait a go. Questa la nuova Roma. Stupida bitch.
Tony, Tony F, sono Tony Bitch. Enjoy, baby. Viva l'Italia, in bocca al lupo a tutti noi. Until next time. Fiori api, io lei mami papi Taki taki, sushi wasabi abi Voglio più applausi, batti le mani mani Prima classe, destinazione Abu Dhabi Giovani e pazzi, pieni d'oro come i pirati Tanti pacchi, guardie con i cani cani Non parlarmi, tanti soldi, tanti cazzi Sto per scoppiare, saltare in aria, kamikaze Ok, troppe dive, troppi cazzi Io e lei, destinazione Abu Dhabi Emirati, mangio carne come cani Fumo miele, giro un blanzi Sembra un origami Piccola bestie Baby so che mi ami Sudamericana Muove il culo Balla il taki taki La metto a terra Come un cazzo di tatami Erba e tacos Come i fottuti messicani Fiori api Io lei mami papi Taki taki Sushi wasabi abi Voglio più applausi Batti le mani mani Prima classe Destinazione Abu Dhabi Giovani e pazzi Pieni d'oro come i pirati Tanti pacchi Guardie con i cani cani Non parlarmi Tanti soldi Tanti cazzi Sto per scoprire Saltare in aria, kamikaze Bitch, non sei la mia mami Io l'ho inciso al detto Balli mille cavalli in strada